welcome back to the Boss Up Your Life podcast. I have missed you guys. I literally haven't done a podcast on my own podcast channel in an embarrassingly long amount of time. It must have been years at this point. So if you're still here, big ups. I did used to get a lot of love on this podcast series just because I feel like we covered so much stuff. We had awesome guests, awesome subjects, and just a lot of me chatting absolute shit. So you'll be glad to know that nothing's changed. And you'll also be glad to know that I am planning on relaunching this podcast. I'm not going to change anything, it's not going to be like a rebrand, but I wanted to start these again because, yeah, I just feel super motivated at the moment to get back into what I love doing, and I've kind of come to this realisation, yeah, that for me, the thing that I really thrive from and feel like I have purpose in life from doing is like working, quote unquote, so like working with clients, working on projects, releasing things, doing podcasts, doing social media, like I've been on social media now for ages, maybe like 13 years and you know what, I absolutely love it, it's like part of my identity, so do you know what, I'm in a position now, recently in the last few weeks where I'm just so motivated to get back on my social media grind, work grind, whatever you want to call it. So anyway, that's not what today's podcast is about. I'm going to be talking a little bit about my transition away from bodybuilding because back when I did these podcasts, I will have been in like the sticks of bodybuilding. Like I loved bodybuilding. It was my whole life. And obviously it was one of like, well, actually it's honestly the the biggest achievement I've ever achieved is that how you would say it um but honestly it's like my biggest achievement right I have been there done that got the t-shirt and for anyone who's maybe new or maybe wants a little bit of a refresh I will speak briefly about my time in bodybuilding so it must have been 2020 or 2021 when I started my first ever bodybuilding prep I was so against it because I had a lot of friends at that point, like I'd just moved to a new town and I had some friends that did bodybuilding and I always watched them and watched their shows and I did love it, but I refused, point blank, because I can't diet to save my life. It would literally go about three days without, it would literally go about three days, sorry, without me caving in and uh, getting some sort of chocolate bar into my day, not within calories. So I thought, you know what, that's just never going to be my thing. But then, I don't know, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to try it, right? So I did a prep, first time as prep. It got cancelled about five weeks out just due to COVID. Uh, Shout out COVID. Uh, Not shout out COVID, by the way. Thanks for ruining everyone's lives. Um, So came out of that prep and then did another prep in 2021. And that was the prep that I did with my coach, Dan Welburn. And that was a very successful prep, right? I documented the whole thing on YouTube. So if you haven't already, maybe if you are competing right now or thinking about competing, check out that YouTube YouTube series because I documented everything. And of course, that was my first ever prep, like probably one of the most sentimental preps to me because I had no fucking idea what was going on. I just didn't know what to expect. And looking back from that prep to the one that got cancelled, like I'm just really blessed in a way that that first one did get cancelled because it gave me like a second shot so 
that was a great first time as prep. I did my show in June of that year. I won my class and I won the overall, which was crazy. And then I kind of came out of my prep slash kind of stayed in it. So I didn't really leave that kind of prep mindset. We just pulled food up and put a few like kilos on and then pulled back down into October that year to do the finals. So did the finals. <laughs> had zero expectations for this show but somehow won the whole thing and won my pro card which was crazy so I literally went from the beginning of that year having never stepped on stage to the end of that year being a PCA pro which I am so blessed like obviously people will say you did the hard work which don't get me wrong I did I literally did work really hard in all those preps I think the saying is no stone was left unturned although that saying does make me want to gag a little bit. Um, I did work hard, you know, I did really, really try. And uh, yeah, started the year, never stepped on stage, ended that year PCA pro. So the next natural step for me was to go into an off season and do my pro debut. So that was moving into 2022. I'm trying to get my dates right. Yes, we are in 2023 now. So did my off season, got rather heavy, but trained really hard to the point where I would literally get anxiety before training because I had put so much pressure on myself to come back better. Did start a YouTube series, which was come back better, um, which did tailor off. And to be fair, anyone who has done, who's like a seasoned competitor will understand that like, you don't want to do YouTube videos by the second, third season because First of all, you get no enjoyment in it, like, because I feel like documenting my first prep was quite easy because everything was so new and fresh and exciting, but by the second, third time, you just think, oh my god, just get me through this shit. Obviously, you love it, but um, anyway, come back better series, did the off-season from October into, oh my god, wait, hang on, have I got my dates right? I didn't do a very long off-season. Uh, Dan was like, we need to do a longer off-season, but my plan was to complete compete the following season. Uh, more towards the end, just because that's when my pro show like fell. It was at the end of the season, because what happened with the pro shows um, in the federation that I was competing in is that essentially they don't have any pro shows really other than the finals, which is towards the end of the year. So October, November time. So I did the off season for like maybe five or six months. I hated it, I won't lie. And this will bring me on to like today's subject on why I quit bodybuilding. Um, but yeah, anyway, worked hard in that. Uh, I think I went to 150 pounds. I think that was like my heaviest ever. Um, especially like as in the bodybuilding sport. So yeah, definitely packed on some muscle, uh, trained hard and then started my prep, which was to do the British finals pro show in, I want to say that was in November. I think it was in November. Oh no, wait, hang on. It was before November. Anyway, it was the back end of the year, right? So did that. Did my pro debut, came second in my pro debut, um, which was sweet. Obviously, I was very happy with that. And to be honest with you, I was just absolutely buzzing with the look. Like, I completely, for the fact I hadn't had a much of an off-season, 
I definitely did look different like especially now I'm like a year away from like I'm a year retired like a year out of it like I can see it clear as day now when you're in it you're like oh I've made no progress like you just so self-critical but coming out of it now like having sort of been out of it a year I, I can look at the photos and be like what the fuck <laughs> I think to be honest with you um genetics do have a large play a large part to play in bodybuilding some people will work really hard they'll do like two three year off seasons they'll tick all the boxes and then they just won't get the results that some people do even if those other people haven't worked as hard and like that is genetics for you and bodybuilding is a genetically kind of focused sport obviously there is hard work and off seasons and building muscle and harsher dieting and things like that but genetics do have a large part to play right and I remember my parents uh, hated the bodybuilding to begin with but by the end of it they they did support it and I think it was like in my second season my dad was like oh yeah like when I used to go to the gym like when I was younger people used to say you only need to go into the gym and touch your weight and you've suddenly put on 10 pounds of muscle I was thinking all right okay sweet so that's where I get that from (laughs) so I was definitely um I don't want to say genetically blessed but I did I do have good genetics for the sport right um which is cool because it really did allow me to progress in a very short space of time so did the British finals came second then I did the worlds for the same federation um I just really wanted to get first I to that point like to the British finals where I came second I'd never lost and (laughs) not gonna lie to you guys when I didn't win I'd never been in that situation before and I was like oh shit I was obviously blessed and pleased and I was really happy with my look but I just thought I just I just kind of want to win again now like I didn't think I was not that I was a sore loser (laughs) damn well burn if you're listening to this he'll be like I think otherwise but um I mean obviously I was upset to begin with but um after a while I was sweet with it I just wanted to go again so we did the finals no sorry the worlds which was like three weeks later shittest three weeks of my life right whatever got it done box that off came first admittedly there wasn't many people in my class this is the disadvantage of being in a pro show um is that there isn't as many competitors so for me when I look back at my competing life that PCA finals when I got my pro card I think there was like 25 girls or something mad and I just had zero expectations. So winning that was probably like the most euphoric, best feeling of my life. I genuinely like nearly had a breakdown. Um, but anyway, won the world, pretty cool title to have, got a nice little flashy check. Um, and then I'd actually said that I was gonna go out to America with a def- different federation to kind of end my season. So flew out to Texas with uh, NFM UK, sick federation, such a cool opportunity if you ever get the chance. And went over there actually as an amateur. So everybody else from that team had competed in the UK. Um, I hadn't done that because, I mean, I won't get into it, but I, I, I was under the impression I wasn't allowed to compete with any other federation. So hadn't competed in the UK. So had to go out to America and do the amateur in the morning. So won the amateur, got my pro status, and then did the pro show in the afternoon and actually came second out of I think that was maybe like nine or ten girls which I will take because in my defense the woman that won she the week later became IFBB pro so you know 
you can't win everything. <laughs> so that was my competing season uh, brought to an end. It actually is nearly a year to the date that I finished competing. So a lot of people ask questions. Um, okay, why did you leave bodybuilding? What are you doing now? What are your tips for transitioning from bodybuilding to regular life? So I think I want to talk about two kind of things in this podcast. One of them I want to be more like why I quit bodybuilding and my reasonings for that but my second point of this podcast will just kind of be my tips because I think one of the biggest things that I learned in bodybuilding and that I tell other people is unless you're like planning on going to like the Olympia and becoming like an Olympian and you know winning those sorts of shows competing is not for life okay unless you want to have some mad health conditions like it's just it's just not a long like like it has a shelf life and that's a really good way of putting it is competing has a shelf life and I think I became very aware of that when I was kind of in that pro debut prep so I actually knew that last year was going to be my last year in bodybuilding before I even started that pro debut prep right I'd already decided that I wasn't going to stick with it for long to be honest with you I never ever did it to become pro obviously for anyone who isn't aware um, obviously I am I am a pro technically in two federations but these federations do not allow you to get your pro card uh, in the IFBB and go to like the Olympia right so if you want to be at like the Olympia I think like Chris Brute Chris uh, Bumstead uh, then you will need to do your IFBB um, you'd need to go into IFBB league, basically. I mean, I don't even fucking know that much about it. That's how like little I care <laughs> in the best way. So basically, I did have a pro status, but I didn't have my IFBB pro status, right? So I never actually started bodybuilding to do that. I never wanted to become an IFBB pro. I never had ambitions to become an IFBB pro. Don't get me wrong, like when I committed to it I was committed to bodybuilding I was very sort of you know I was focused I was adherent I didn't fuck around I didn't cheat on my diet I ticked all my steps all my cardio like I genuinely did do everything on the plan so that I would have that self-satisfaction when I stepped on stage but I never like really went to bed at night thinking about becoming an IFBB pro I just I just didn't really have those aspirations. So yes, I went from literally the bottom of an amateur, like first timers, all the way into pro, like really quickly. It happened in a, literally in a flash. And although I am so like grateful for that, and obviously it's really cool to say that I, you know, like went through the kind of ranks that quickly, it for me really did put like a, a stop to my bodybuilding career quote-unquote because if I'd become maybe second and then maybe like fifth in the finals and then not got my pro card and then I probably would have kept dabbling in it for a few more years because I do love it like you can't not love it and do it because it's really really hard and it completely takes over your life right you have to dedicate every day every minute every meal every training plan to this sport it is a lot it's not something that you should just decide you want to do because you've been going to the gym for two years 
which again is a whole new topic and I probably will do a podcast on this as well um but yeah it is one of those things where you have to be 100% in it to to do it so I was 100% in it but I just didn't have any plans on becoming IFBB pro so coming to the end of last year obviously having done my pro shows um I was kind of in that mindset of okay well wherever I come out on the pro shows my next step unless I come like dead last in the pro shows will be the next federation which is the IFBB right and then trying to get my IFBB pro card so the difference in normally anyway the difference in muscularity size not always condition to be honest with you but muscularity and size of women who win their um kind of pca nfm uk you know all of those other federations the, the women's muscularity from those to ifbb is actually quite dramatic right so to put it into perspective if i went to an ifbb pro qualifier looking like i did at the worlds i i, I wouldn't win right i don't know what i would get obviously but i wouldn't win okay they wouldn't give me my ifbb pro card and i was fully aware of that right super self-aware in this sport super self-aware of where i'm at and what i need to do to be better so the thing with bodybuilding and i know it's a taboo subject but essentially the more you get into it the more exposed you're going to be to the use of drugs essentially peds right performance enhancing drugs which you know i get i understand obviously that is the sport it is something that people use to kind of help get size condition whatever it might be so it's not like women like it's not like you suddenly go from not being assisted to then like slamming like trend it just doesn't work like that but there are things that you can take in a prep outside of a prep whatever to get more size more muscularity and more condition so for me I'm kind of looking at it and I'm thinking like do you know what for me now I feel like what I've already done and the choices I've already made are enough for me right I genuinely have no interest in any more progression in that side of things and to be honest with you walking around day to day I didn't love how I looked like in an off season I felt kind of really big and I just felt huge and then in the preps like obviously towards the end you just feel absolutely fucked uh anyway and you know you don't look actually that nice when you're really lean like towards the end of that prep in the last four to six weeks I genuinely didn't want people to see my face because it looked so gaunt and so ugly I genuinely looked like I just looked like I was dying like I didn't even want my parents to see me because I genuinely looked ill right so this was the two extremes that don't get me wrong like they served a purpose at the time but for me I'm thinking like I think mentally and in terms of bearing in mind I've got no goals to become IFBB pro anyway this for me is probably the limit right this is the limit in terms of how much I'm going to push weight up this is the limit on how much I want to train this is the limit on how you know what I want to use in terms of assistance this is it right and you have to put your well I personally had to put my foot down with that because unfortunately bodybuilding in both male and female is a rat race right how can you get bigger how can you get more muscle muscle how can you get more muscle how can you have more veins how can you get grainier how can you get more condition you literally fall into this rat race of bigger 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 leaner bigger leaner bigger leaner and before you know it for a lot of people you 
get those side effects that you do not want, okay? And I am very uh, proud <laughs> of the fact that I do not have any side effects. I didn't get any side effects because I was quite... Um, adamant in terms of what I did with that side of things because for me like it's just again I don't have goals of being an IFBB pro so why would I ever like put myself at risk of the side effects that come with that kind of thing to be honest with you like I'm not saying that I slammed loads of drugs because I really really didn't I think people probably think I used way more than I actually did when I really did just use the bare minimum not that you should be using any drugs it's very very bad and to be honest with you um, I know I didn't speak about it too much when I was in the preps, but that's because, and I think a lot of people don't understand this or can't quite wrap their head around it, I run a lifestyle coaching business. I never ever once put out, oh, if you want to look like me, then join my coaching when I was like jacked. I never once did that. If anything, I was super open and honest about the fact that bodybuilding is not the same as a normal life and normal dieting and that I just really do not recommend people to do it. And this will lead me on to another reason on why I've quit. But for now, let's just go back to that whole kind of rat race. So I did not want to join in with the rat race. I was done with the rat race. I thought, fuck this. I don't want to become an IFBB pro. And I'm aware that I'm going to need to take a two, three year off season, do all of this mad stuff that other women have had to do, had to, do to get that size and muscularity. And I just don't want to do it, right? I didn't do it. I didn't start this game to do it. So yeah I just kind of dabbled in bodybuilding and just put my toes in there toes in there is that the saying I put my toes in I dip my toes in the water that's the saying and it just happened that it, it it went quite well right I didn't plan for it like I wasn't I wasn't prepared for that essentially right I just kind of thought oh fuck it actually turns out I'm quite okay at this so I'll carry on because I love it but luckily I feel like I stayed quite self-aware I think and again please do not take this badly to any bodybuilders that are listening Jesus Christ don't come around with pitchforks to my house please but essentially I feel like black like uh, bodybuilding is a bit of a black hole and like once you fall down that black hole like bodybuilding is your whole life and and you don't really have not that you don't have anything else in your life but like because of the because of the demands of bodybuilding which I completely understand at higher levels unfortunately you do have to dedicate your whole life to it and like for me I just thought oh, do you know what that's not really where I want to be that's not that's not my goals like if I think about where I want to be in the next five years I don't want to be you know I don't want to have like 20 30 inch biceps and I don't really want to be competing on an IFBB pro stage I just didn't they just didn't really like shine out to me so that's when I thought you know what I'm gonna have to hang my heels up because for me I feel like the other option would be to just maintain size but then what's the real point because what are you actually pushing for outside of a prep then there's obviously the risk of coming back and getting you know worse results which I'm going to be honest with you did was a fear of mine I thought right okay so go away don't really push for any more muscle like maybe just just do it all like chilled whatever and then come back and like just try and kind of recreate the same look and see where you stand the likelihood is is that I'm going to get beat right and then I get beat and then I think oh fuck now I've been beaten so I then carry on and it's just this like freaking massive cycle of just doing it all again right so for me very hard decision because when I say hard decision it was also quite an easy decision but I didn't want to give it up to be honest with you because I do love it and even to this day like I would go back and do it like 10 times over because it's an amazing sport it teaches you a lot about yourself delayed gratification adherence discipline 
Um, but for me, I kind of just thought, you know what, I've done what I, not even what I said I came to do, but I've done everything that I can. I'm really happy with my look. I'm really happy with the results I got. I'm really happy with the fact that I've been able to step away from it and not have any lasting effects. And yeah, I just feel like I have no redemption to make. Okay, I have literally zero redemption to make because I feel like I got the placings that I wanted to get in pretty much every show slash season, right? So that's one reason why I quit. The other reason on why I quit is because I do run a lifestyle coaching business and I've been running this business for a long time now, nearly seven years, and it is my baby, okay? It's my absolute love and everything comes above, sorry, business comes because, oh, start a sentence again, Jesus Christ, I'm not cutting anything out today, by the way. Business comes above everything. Work comes above everything. My girls come above everything. Even in preps, like I never, well at least I tried to never kind of take my eye off the ball. So I run a coaching business, which is lifestyle based. And do you know what? Like as I was going up through the ranks, it was probably somewhat motivating for my clients because you can kind of see, look, your coach is doing the do. They are literally getting up every day, doing the cardio, doing the steps. They don't miss a meal. They don't cheat on their diet. And like, you know, I was doing what I was not asking my clients to do because I would never ask my clients to do anything that extreme. But, you know, I was showing that if I can do this, because I was just at that kind of level of gen pop (laughs) and I pushed myself to compete. Whereas I just want my clients to push themselves to be more adherent, happier, healthier, fitter, stronger, have body composition goals. Like, so I'm just doing the next level up, quote unquote, not really because it's not even an, another level up it's just a completely different ball game but I'm just kind of showing that that difference and also comparison which is quite similar if that makes sense probably just makes no sense but essentially like at the time I competed it was sweet like it was motivating and I can imagine my clients saw it as like oh inspiring however when you start looking at like IFBB pro Olympia qualifying athletes kind of look at that and just go yeah no that's um it's no longer motivating you can't relate to it right and unless I wanted to just completely change my coaching style and start doing more bodybuilding preps which I could have done don't get me wrong and honestly the list of like inquiries I got and still get to this day to be fair of uh, people wanting to come to me to prep is amazing like obviously very blessed that people want me to do their bodybuilding preps but I am not in a position to be able to do that yes I've done a couple of seasons but I cannot prep people for shows and this is another thing that pierces me off right when people have done a season or two seasons and suddenly they become a prep coach like Jesus the responsibility that you have is 10 times greater than lifestyle really well it depends no no I would say it is because realistically bodybuilding is a fucking dangerous sport at times you know it's like it's it can really really change your health um and people that have no idea what they're talking about but have done like a couple of shows like oh please can we stop with that but anyway that's a completely different subject um so yeah I didn't want to become a prep coach basically had no aspirations to do that because I had no aspirations to can can carry on sorry in bodybuilding um and lifestyle is just my thing you know it's just my thing it's my baby it's my brand it's uh everything about me um is my business right so kind of just wanted to go back and put my head back into business um and work and clients and being able to reach as many 
normal quote-unquote women who want to change their lifestyle as possible like that's how I started in the fitness industry and that is how I want to continue in the fitness industry so that was another thing another thing that's was happening and I'm going to be so honest with this because this podcast is all about honesty is uh a lot of my clients and potentially people that followed me um would do bodybuilding preps and obviously the fact that I've inspired people to do it is sweet and there are a lot of people a lot of like old clients that are now close friends that have done it and smashed it but I just think the risk sometimes of bodybuilding when your head's not in the right place whether you've got a bad relationship with food or a bad relationship with exercise or body confidence like Jesus before I did a prep before I started competing I had no real issues with food, no real issues with my body image, like I was pretty okay, I was in actually quite a good place, um, however, obviously competing, I would say it has it has altered my relationship with food, even to this day, it has altered my relationship with my body, I definitely have some kind of body dysmorphia, because I've seen myself so lean for so long, and it also affected my relationship with training and exercise. I will always, and I still do to this day, a year later, compare myself to my old physique, my old diet, my old training, my old intensity, my old routine. Sometimes I actually feel lazy because I'm not doing what I used to do in a prep, okay? And I would say that for me, I've got off pretty lightly there and I still have these all these problems. So can we just appreciate that someone who maybe went into that prep in the wrong headspace, even just slightly, you're fucked. Okay, and the fact that I, I don't know, I just, I was struggling a little bit with the fact that I maybe had something to do with that, or I've helped push that in that direction. Not that it would have just been me, they haven't woken up one day and gone, oh, you know, I've seen Georgie compete, so I'm going to compete. Like, obviously, I know no one would ever be that stupid, but I don't know, I just want to be like a positive influence rather than a negative influence, and not that bodybuilding is negative, but like at the same time I don't want to put people into worse states of mind of relationships with food relationships with themselves through me competing right I'm just being honest there like I am aware there is some element of influence from my side so those are the three reasons on why I kind of left bodybuilding Um, I'm really happy with my decision like don't get me wrong I love bodybuilding I still am very much in awe of the sport I have a lot of friends that have come from bodybuilding and I'm so grateful for those people, like, I have some really amazing people in my life who I met through bodybuilding, obviously one of them is Dan, like, my old coach Dan Wellburn, he is one of my closest friends now, and yeah, like, that's a friendship that I'll hold for life, Um, plus, of course, other people as well, like, meeting through shows, even just through social media, like, the odd DM, like, does make you feel a lot more connected in what can be quite a lonely kind of environment I work from home I work online um so yeah it's definitely like again one of the best things I ever did and I got some amazing memories some really hard memories but some amazing memories some amazing contacts some amazing friends some amazing achievements and I would not change it for the world like literally wouldn't change it for the world so moving into the second part then bodybuilding how did I transition out of this I know this is something that interests a lot of people and I do get a lot of questions about this regularly how do you transition how did you find the transition what was the hard thing so I'm going to try and cover as much as I possibly can for me I feel like knowing that it was going to be 
the end was super helpful. So because I knew in that prep and I was mentally preparing myself, when you finish this last show, that is it. You are done. You are done with bodybuilding for now. Obviously, I wasn't saying forever at that point, but I was saying for at least a long time. You're going to hang up your heels and you're going to transition back into normal life. And I was thinking to myself and I would literally repeat in my head, you're going to lose all the purpose that you feel like you have. You're going to lose your spark. You're going to lose what feels like a lot of your life. You're going to feel like you have a zero purpose. So I was thinking, right, just prepare yourself because you are literally going to feel like what is even the, the point of, of what do you, what do you, what am I even getting up to do every day? And don't get me wrong, work obviously, like because I kept work as such a important part of my life throughout that prep, it was, okay, well dial your head into work, dial your head into work. So I was very much in a situation where I knew what was coming. Obviously I didn't know quite what was coming because I'd never done it before, of course, but I was like mentally preparing myself for it's going to be hard and you're going to feel shit. And do you know what I did? Like, I think initially I was okay and then I just fell into a little bit of a hole um I think because I kept myself distracted like I met up with friends and things like that I was able to keep myself distracted and I still trained at that time I was launching my membership site um as well so I had like a bit of a work project to focus on which was put there on purpose so I tried to sort of redial my head into work and seeing friends and still training but not putting a huge amount of pressure on myself so I think the one tip I would say for the transition is mentally prepare yourself tell yourself look you're gonna have no purpose when you finish this you're gonna feel like you've literally lost a couple of limbs which I did feel and don't get me wrong for like those next couple of months (laughs) I would even message Dan and be like, so what do you reckon about me doing a prep next year? And he'd be like, if I was you, I would just leave it because he's got my best interests at heart, right? And he knew that deep down I didn't want to carry on. But what can happen is when you're so accustomed to doing something and having that routine and that focus and that drive, like when you start to feel a little bit low, your natural response is to write, okay, well, let's just get my head stuck back into something that I know makes me feel good and no and I know makes me feel successful in terms of progressing with my own physique so I definitely had like wobbles I definitely felt like I wanted to prep again I definitely felt like I missed the structure I actually did start back on like a meal plan and a structured training plan for a few weeks but to be honest with you like after those few weeks I just was like gee you don't want to do this you want to go back to normal life you want to be able to show your clients now and relate to your clients with a lifestyle you know I wanted to have balance I wanted to show you can go out drinking eating you can go out for meals you don't have to train every week you don't have to hit your steps every day I really was passionate and again this is something that definitely pushed me through that hard couple of months to begin with I was so passionate about showing my clients that look you've just watched me do this mad thing right sick but I'm gonna now do what you guys are doing and I'm gonna like you know that saying like do as I say not as I do I just wanted to do the same thing as my clients I was so passionate about that and that is exactly what I followed before I started bodybuilding um so yes like I would tell my clients go out and enjoy a drink but I'd be sat at home eating chicken and fucking veg right so I wanted badly to live back into the life that I expect my clients to live or would like my clients to live and see the benefits from so that was definitely something so mindset preparing yourself 
and remembering your why, okay? Remembering your why. If you're thinking about leaving bodybuilding, there will be a reason on why you're doing this. You will literally have your whys. And this sounds mental, but write them down. Literally write a list. So for me, it would be like, have no redemption to make. Don't wanna push drugs. Want to be able to progress with my business. Want to be able to show my clients that they can also live a life. And also like, I know bodybuilding has a shelf life. Like, I am done with it. And yes, it was only a few years, but remembering those whys and keeping them stuck glued in the front of my head every day did help, okay? It really did help. Another question that I do get asked quite a lot is how did I manage to reverse, like, visually as I did? Because I will give myself a bit of credit. I actually reversed quite slowly out of my prep and I didn't put on loads of body fat quickly. In previous preps and previous post shows, I have done that. Um, I'd always be able to kind of justify it with myself because I was going into an off season and I need to get weight back up to be able to build muscle. It was a combination of that, but also the fact that post show is really hard um, and transitioning back into an off season is a fucking mind fuck and putting on body weight that quickly is a head fuck, right? It's a really hard part of the process and even just living at a higher body weight than you would like to is a mind fuck. And this is another reason on why I just left bodybuilding is because I didn't love the off season part. I call me egotistical, I just didn't enjoy being a heavier body weight for that long um, and especially when I have no goals to be an IFBB pro, I thought, so what's the, what's the point of going back into that when you didn't enjoy it and don't get me wrong, you have to push yourself and it's a mental battle and I get it, like I understand the off season is just as hard as prep or if not harder but for me I thought yeah, I've been, that, done that. been there and done that twice and got the t-shirt. So anyway, how did I transition away from uh, being stage lean to being in shape, right? Because I was 115 pounds on stage, which is very light. Bearing mind, bear in mind, sorry, that I started that prep at I want to say 150, but it might have even been more. It's really annoying because I don't have the stats on my phone anymore. I wonder if I can find out. I'll, I'll have a bit of a scroll while I'm talking, but basically I was very lean right I was shredded (laughs) absolutely inside out lean right never been that lean in my life so I knew that this was going to be my last prep and I put a lot of pressure on myself in regards to the fact that I posted my life online and a lot of that pressure came from fear of judgment I'm not going to lie to you right I was feared I feared the judgment I would get if I put on weight too quickly And that might be a really fucked up way of doing it and like keeping yourself on track. But for me, it worked, okay? It it genuinely did work. So I had this kind of underlying pressure that I'd put on myself to essentially make sure that I didn't fuck up, okay? And one thing is that the more you do this, the easier and easier it gets. So the more you prep, the easier and easier that off season, well, the post show into off season gets. It, it really does get easier each time. So that would have been the one, two, three, fourth time. I Oh my God, what the fuck was that? That made me jump so much. Apologies. Oh my God, did anyone hear that? I'll keep it in. Um, I can't be bothered to edit this. Uh, yeah, anyway, I had done it three times before. So the more you do it, the easier it gets. Being able to sit with the feeling of being absolutely fucking starving no matter what you eat um, and just being able to accept weight quickly, again, is 
perfect you know it, it just gets better and better each time so not that it wasn't difficult because it was um I, I just had to stay super disciplined I looked at the end of that show like the last day that I competed I didn't look at that as the last day of prep I really did stay strict for the next few weeks right and I had the balance don't get me wrong but I also made sure that that 80% of the time I was on the ball, you know, I, I made sure that my meal stayed the same, I just did not go into the same mindset as I had on previous post shows, because I actually hated myself, like, it's really difficult post show, because you, you genuinely do lose control sometimes, and you just eat mad shit, <laughs> you literally eat the maddest shit, but because your hunger hormones are so fucked like you literally have no hunger hormones so your body can't tell you when it's full because you've you just ignored them for that long when you've been hungry that they just don't tell you anything you want to know or you need to know so yeah being aware of that was super helpful and yeah it's just one of those like it just did get easier every time I did it but regardless I just stay disciplined. I put pressure on myself. I definitely didn't need to put pressure on because I can imagine there'd only be a small amount of people that would judge me anyway. But I just made sure that I kept some routine and I was flexible. So in terms of my secret with that, to be honest with you, I still put on weight. But I went from 115, I think this to, well, what am I now? I'm like 134 now, 135. So that's what 20 pounds so 10 kilos so yeah I've kind of stayed around this weight for a while I've been lighter I've been a little bit heavier um but I've stayed around the sort of 135 mark for ages since literally like March this year so yeah I have got my balance now I found my sort of set point I can eat anywhere between 1800 to like 2200 calories I'm not strict um I have been strict like over the last year in places but I've also been very relaxed I've gone through some great times this year I've gone through some fucking awful times this year so I'm very much living like a normal life now but with that balance so I still make sure I hit protein I still make sure I drink enough water I still have some sort of step target not a huge pressure on that but um I do make sure that I stay active and I am training when I can and again it's difficult because I'm a year post show now so some of those months would have been completely different to other months right it definitely hasn't been a perfect year in regards to what I've been doing but I very much feel like I've got back to just living like a normal person and that is something that I I really struggled with even seeing ever happen I thought, fucking hell, I'm never going to get out of this bodybuilding mindset. I'm never going to stop looking at things like I like I did when I was in a bo- like when I was in a prep. But it does. It happens with time, and I think it's important to remember that there was life before bodybuilding, and there is life after bodybuilding. And as long as you can keep the good things, not that any, not that there's bad things. Well, there is bad things in bodybuilding, isn't there? Let's be real. It's not the nicest thing to be doing. But I just took the good things that I'd learned from it. So like, I know I'm disciplined, right? I know that I can train hard if I want to. I know how to train to failure. I know how to prep meals. I know how everything works. And it's that thing of like, I know what I'm capable of if I really put my mind to it. So I know that I could start a prep tomorrow if I really had to. (laughs) Like if someone forced me to do it, then I could do it, right? I know that I can smash it. But it's that thing of like, you're in a different phase of your life now. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm 27, 
this month oh my god I'm 27 this month and like for me I just don't see being 28 29 30 as being a bodybuilder so it's that thing of like you've been there you've done it you've smashed it like and now it's time to transition into the new next phase of your life and focus on other things that are important to you family friends business career whatever it might be so the transition is hard and it's a mind fuck because you feel lazy you compare your body to how it was lean I still do that to this day right I'm not fixed I'm not healed I'm none of that stuff I still feel lazy I still feel fat which is stupid like I'm not fat and I'm so aware of that but I do genuinely feel overweight now and that's not me like getting my violin out and being like oh poor me I'm fully aware of the fact that I am in reasonable shape like don't get me wrong I could be in better shape that's my that's my bodybuilding mind head my mindset just taking over there with me going oh I could be more in shape that's literally it's happened here and it's happened here and now that is me bodybuilding mindset going "Mm, actually you could be leaner remember when you had an eight pack remember when you had lines in your delts remember when you had fucking shredded glutes I don't need that stuff it doesn't provide me with any value other than just being lean but who cares <laughs> I've done it and I and the thing with the bodybuilding guys is if you're in that mindset of trying to come out now your you know worth your worth your identity your success isn't tied down to what you look like and it's the same for anyone um you know if you've done it and you've smashed it sweet well done like doing a prep and getting stage lean no one's doing that you're not just picking random people off the street to do that you have to be fucked in the head no offense you have to be fucked in the head to be able to push your body to that extremes because it is not healthy and your body fights back mentally and physically right you are not a normal person if you can get on stage okay so just can we appreciate that the fact that you've done more than what most people can do and that's sweet that's why people who do marathons or triathlons or you know mad shit like you know world-class skateboarder for example they're doing things they're like a bit talented and gifted in that area and everyone will be talented and gifted in certain areas right so it's just remembering that I suppose but anyway I still struggle now I'm a year down the line I definitely am done with bodybuilding I don't ever see myself getting back on stage don't get me wrong I do get the feels sometimes I'm like oh I miss that like I miss like the dedication and the drive and the focus but I'm very much at peace with the fact that I'm done with bodybuilding um and if I can share my journey uh, into normal life and my transition into normal life away from bodybuilding then of course I want to be able to do that so this potentially won't be the last time I touch on this subject I feel like I filled a lot I filled you guys in on a lot Um, so if anyone has any questions obviously feel free to chuck them on the comments on my IG or DM me or whatever it might be Um, I want to cover a lot of topics again on this podcast moving forwards Um, I have a lot of things to catch you up on I feel like I've had a crazy year it's been so good and also so bad so maybe I will start chatting a little bit more about what I have been up to this year and my plans I have a very exciting launch coming in the next couple of weeks um so anyone who might be interested in starting a new plan or having a new little bit of motivation for their fitness goals keep an eye out because i'm i'm so happy it's it's sick so anyway i'll stop yabbering if you enjoyed this then please chuck it on your stories i feel like it's been such a long time about boss up your life the pink little logo popping up on my story mentions so if you did listen to this and you did enjoy it 
please do me a favour and pop it on your IG. Um, I literally just love seeing that people are listening again. And also it just lets me know that you guys actually want this podcast back. So yeah, lots of love. Hope you guys enjoyed and uh, have an amazing rest of your week. Chat soon.